paths might have made. The most frequent question I get asked as an Uber Lyft driver is, what's the craziest drive you've ever done? There are a few that stand out, but my mind generally goes all the way back to an incident that happened the first weekend I started driving. Some quick context first. When I initially heard about Uber and Lyft, or ride-sharing as they are collectively called, I thought it sounded incredibly sketchy. The notion of getting in a complete stranger's car and letting them take you somewhere just didn't really jive with my skeptical and oft-times paranoid way of thinking. Eventually, I found out my uncle was driving for Lyft down in San Antonio, and it softened my perception a little. A few weeks or months later, I decided to go ahead and check it out as a passenger while going to a Brewers game up in Milwaukee. The car was nice, and the driver was professional, so I shed the rest of my skepticism. That summer, I was planning a nearly two-week road trip with my then 13-year-old son, and while considering ways to finance it, my uncle threw out the option of a sign-on bonus. If I drove for Lyft and accomplished so many drives within a certain amount of time, using my uncle's referral code, we would both make several extra hundred dollars. I decided to give it a try, and the rest is history. I've done nearly 7,500 drives in going on six years. But I almost didn't make it past the second day. As a passenger, you can set your ride for multiple stops. Perhaps you want to take your kid to school and then go back home after you drop them off, or maybe you want to stop by the gas station for coffee on your way to work. When the ride comes through on the driver's end, we can see that before we even accept or deny the request. The first time I encountered multiple stops was on this particular drive. The initial pickup was at the public library downtown, and the passenger was not happy. She had a toddler on her side and was waving her phone in my direction. As she got in the back seat, she informed me that she had been attempting to call me. I can't remember what the issue was as far as why she was allegedly trying to get a hold of me, but I politely informed her that no calls had come through on my end. Agitated, she looked out the window and I notified the app that she was in my car. I was to take her to Walmart and then somewhere else. Home, I'm assuming. When we got to Walmart, she told me that it would only take a minute, so I said I would wait just past the entrance with my hazard lights on. It didn't take just a minute. I sat awkwardly near the front of an extremely busy Walmart for, I'm guessing, at least 20 to 30 minutes. When she finally came out, she still had her child on her hip and approached the back seat. I always offer to help people load and unload groceries, but this was my first experience with the whole concept, so I just waited. If I remember right, it was only a small box in a single sack. At some point, as the woman was standing outside the back seat on the passenger side, a young lady from a group of people that had been standing nearby recognized her and walked over. I couldn't see their faces or hear what they were saying, but I assumed that they were just friends or acquaintances. After a couple of moments, a skirmish broke out, and they very rapidly moved around to the other side of the car. A Walmart employee that was in close proximity began moving toward the scene in an attempt to break it up, and I grabbed my door handle to exit the car. The assailant took off, and I have no recollection of where she went or even what direction she took off in. The passenger's lip was split open and bleeding, and her wig was barely connected, hanging down well past her shoulders. As I continued to take in the scene, I noticed that a birthday cake she had apparently been in the process of placing in my car had fallen out of its box and gotten icing all over the blacktop, back seat, and floorboard. The most shocking aspect of the entire incident, however, was that through it all, her child had been on her hip. The woman was clearly and understandably shaken up, and the police were called. I don't remember or know that I ever knew who called them, presumably the victim or the Walmart employee. 
I had no idea what I was supposed to do, but it didn't take long for several officers to show up. After speaking to the woman, one of them came up to me and said I might as well take off because it was going to be a while. I placed the woman's items in the cart, wheeled them into her, and then drove away. When I try to glean some kind of meaning out of the whole thing, the closest I get is to think about how different my life would have been for the past six years had I let that experience scare me away from doing Uber and Lyft. It would have changed everything. My occupation, my schedule, my acquaintances. It would have changed my life. It was a side gig for several years, but these days I do it full time. The flexibility is hard to beat, and I love how it's always something different. New places and new faces. Still, it really is amazing to me that I continue to do it after having had that happen right out of the gate. I'm glad I did, because overall it's been a positive experience. I'm sure as far as that particular incident goes, we could discuss what might have led up to that moment outside of Walmart, or maybe even find a way to apply human nature and ethics in general, but this particular post was more just for entertainment value. People love to ask me about crazy things that have happened to me as a driver. I've had many sketchy or perplexing experiences over the past several years as a driver, and hopefully we'll get to most of them in this blog, but I figured that was a good one to start with. The original. The mother of all my enthralling Uber and Lyft tales. The Oberosopher. And now, a haiku. It is one moment when without warmth or warning, the winds of change blow. But how could you live and have no story to tell. Fyodor Dostoevsky